Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card lies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. Figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis. Top Gun. Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod 3, the podcast that relights the fire of 80s action movies and celebrates the decade where the explosion was king. Was. It was. Yep, and this week we'll be popping on some aviator sunglasses, strapping on some jorts, and trying not to wash out or get goosed. Yes, <laughs> it's Top Gun. And joining me to be my uptight wingman, who eventually approves of my methods, is legendary actor Rufus Wright. Hello. Hi, legendary, I'll, I'll buy. That's very, very you kind are legendary, because you. you're going to play someone legendary very soon, aren't you? I am. I'm shortly going to be on um, BBC Two playing Neil Armstrong. You can't um, get more legendary than that. You can't. How many men have been on the moon? Uh, gosh, good question. I it's think it's about tw- 12, I yeah. think. There's a very good book, actually, um, called Moon Dust, about uh, the last interviews with the last nine remaining men who've walked on the moon. Because it's changed them all in different ways. And it changed me in a way, John. Did it? I mean, I only kind of walked around Three Mill Studios uh, a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, the zero-gravity acting was uh, intriguing. How did they do that? Well, without much money, we kind of said to the director, so presumably... 
high-level CGI? No. Vomit Comet, the old the way they did, you know, Apollo 13, climbing up to 1,000 feet? No. Yeah, no. No, not doing that. I was like, well, just wires and harnesses. No, not even that. It's literally, and I, not great for podcasts, but quite a lot of very slow movement. Uh, like like you do on. as a child, pretending to be an astronaut. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But um, they have, like, pens on strings going past you and things. Yes. They they? All of that. Excellent. We were on typist chairs whizzing around the capsule <laughs> and uh, literally uh, pretending things were, were heavy and then bringing them down. And, and I mean, oh. they've, they had about... 50 quid for CGI, so they're actually no, it's, it's partly American funded, so there is some money behind it. Mm. But so there was enough money to get something spinning around in space, but otherwise, it was just actors who were doing their best to, you know, fly around. But I think it's going to look very good. It's a, it's a recreation, I should tell uh, uh, listeners, it's a recreation of the Apollo 11 mission called Eight Days to the Moon and Back, using all the original audio from the Apollo 11 capsule. So we're all lip syncing to everything that Neil Buzz and Michael said. Wow. Mm. This is quite exciting because it's like full circle because to lift the veil mildly, mm. we recorded an episode before, mm. The Man Who Would Be King, yes. which everyone requested, and it was bloody good, Yeah, and it went wrong, it and did. we couldn't put it out. But when we were recording that, you got the phone call to say you got the part. You're quite right. Yes. That's right. I did. I turned my phone on. I said, listen, I'm very sorry. I'm going to have to nip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were leaping around the hall. So I was, at pretend, practicing my zero gravity acting. Saying, fuck you to everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Neil Armstrong, you Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're here yeah. to talk about Top Gun. Yeah. Now, I hadn't seen this before. Right. I'd never been interested in it. Mm. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to rewatch actually. Mm. Um, so macho. It is. I mean, painfully so. Like, at the time, they didn't realise this, but so macho that it's bordering on gay pornography. Well, it's not even bordering on it. I mean, no. well, yeah, the pornography thing, I'll, I'll admit, but uh, it's... it's 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 gone beyond homoeroticism into yes. just pure gay, you know, kind of. There's no subtext. No, and I'm not just talking about the volleyball scene. No, no, that no. is on its own. It's the whole film because Goose and Maverick. If you played that film now like that, you'd assume they were a couple. Well, that's right. Yeah. And there is a bit more sexual tension between Goose and Maverick than there is, and Iceman and Maverick as well, than there is really between Maverick and Kelly McGillis. Definitely. Um, I mean, not to. Uh, not to leap ahead too much, but there, there's a bit of dialogue I remember writing down when they're watching some of the uh, aerial combat in training. An uh, unnamed recruit, Hash One, turns to his friend and says, this is giving me a hard-on. Yeah. And unnamed recruit two says, don't tease me. Yeah. That's that's just two gay men talking to each other. <laughs> but at the time, they would be like, yes, we're men. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that people are going, are quite homoerotic. Yeah. Well, it's it's not just homo. It's not just that, is it? It's just, no. it's just two gay men talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that bit in Peep Show where he puts on a gay pornography to see how he feels about it. Mm. That, that's the whole film. You yeah, know, the one man doing push-ups and the other man sitting on his computer. Yeah. That's top gun. So it's basically that and a lot of aerial combat. Yeah. A lot of aerial combat. Awful. Also, something that immediately jumps out at me at this is this is obviously before Tom Cruise had his mouth done. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. It's yeah. weird. It's like he's a lookalike. That's right. Every time he opens his mouth, he's got very crooked teeth. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the eyebrows, I don't know if you noticed, mm. they meet in the middle. Oh, OK, like Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's had that done as well, obviously. He must have... I think they used quite a lot of phone, phone books and milk crates for Tom. There's yeah. a scene uh, where he's being bollocked by, um, I want to say Strickland. The, I'm going to say Strickland. Strickland. Yeah. Uh, 
And Strickland, I mean, I, I haven't checked out Strickland's site. I mean, Cruz is about five foot six, five foot seven. I've met Tom Cruise. John. I've met Tom Cruise. We will talk about this later. Please. Um, and Strickland comes up behind him to bollock him and Anthony Edwards. And he's about six inches shorter than, he's coming in half a head shorter than Cruz. And I thought, there's no way Strickland's 4'11". No. I ain't buying that. <laughs> I am not buying that. No. And Anthony Edwards is a very tall man. He is. So I think they had, they must have, I mean, a, there were a lot of risers going on there. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably in a trench. No, everyone else <laughs> was in a trench. Exactly. Like Scott in the Antarctic. Yeah. Um, but we start off because it's a Simpson and Bruckheimer joint. Mm. Now, do you know much about Don Simpson? Not a huge amount. I read a book on him once. It's amazing. Mm. Forgive me, I can't remember what it's called. But he was mad. Yeah. Like properly mad. Yeah. And him and Bruckheimer were in this production team and they had a lot of hits. Mm. So they had Flashdance, this Beverly Hills Cop. And um, mainly work with Tony Scott and ma other mad people. Yeah. And uh, this kicks off, and you just think, this is just like cocaine frenzy, this film. It just feels... Yeah. It's very... It's like they got the bloke who does all the flake adverts and mm. things to make a movie for them. Yeah, yeah. It's all shiny. Interestingly, the, that, uh, those opening shots, it's a very it's a very compelling opening. With all, There's a kind of magic hour light going on, and mm. they're on an aircraft carrier. And you're clearly not watching actors. You're clearly watching highly trained uh, flight service engineers making getting fast jets to land on an aircraft carrier, which is like an incredibly hard thing to do because it looks like the plane has some sort of a hook on the bottom of it, yeah. which has to catch a line on the aircraft carrier, which pulls it to an abrupt halt. Mm. And I saw in one of the making of things about Top Gun, I mean, it's kind of like 80s upon 80s upon 80s. Yeah. Basically, they were shooting it. The, 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 the aircraft carrier started turning around and Tony Scott didn't want the light where it was going to be. So he said, uh, it's no good. I just stopped, stopped turning the boat. Got his first AD to ring the captain on the bridge and say, can you stop turning the boat around, please? Because I need to keep filming. And the captain said, ah, you're a guest on this aircraft carrier. I'm turning it around. And so Tony Scott said, how much does it cost to operate this aircraft carrier per minute? And your man gave him a figure. So he sent the first AD to his cabin, got his checkbook out. <laughs> checkbook, millennials, is, was an old-fashioned <laughs> transaction yeah. in which you wrote on a piece of paper that you owed someone an amount of money. Mm. And then that would the bank would honour that. Yes. Um, 18th century conceit, really. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, $25,000 cheque he wrote out, and uh, the guy, the captain went, yeah, all right, we'll straighten, the, we'll straighten the boat up for another five wow. minutes. <laughs> and he got his shot. Yeah. There's also the, the guys who are guiding in the planes are doing these funny little ballerina gestures and hand movements. Yes. Which is, you can tell why the Zucker brothers did a pastiche of this film in Hot Shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. so much meat in this to yeah. take the piss out of, and that's one of them. They're like literally doing bingo caller signs that's and right that's right as the plane land and highway to the danger zone is playing yes for just the first time of course yeah we'll hear that song and we will hear take your take my breath away many 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 times many times film. yeah danger zone was a big hit at the time wasn't it, it? was i remember it, it being played everywhere i remember kids at school having the soundtrack and feeling like they were really cool yeah yeah i mean that's the thing that's what we'll get to i think when we talk about the film and some of the dialogue is it's 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 80s cool to the absolute max yep. it is like the coolest coolest self-consciously cool thing then everything is just so cool yeah and of course we grew up in the 80s we were you know young boy boys yeah and i remember all my friends just thought this was the coolest thing this riding a motorbike without a helmet on into the sunset while highway to the danger zone plays thinking about kelly mcgillis mm. i mean what could be cooler than that nothing john nothing no. My brother had a bomber jacket at the time with the words Top Gun on the back. <laughs> yeah. So I like to think he was part of that. What I quite liked, actually, was... Um, which character is it? It's, it's one of the... It's not um, 
Tom Skerritt. It's the other guy. But he's got he for most of the film he wears a blue baseball cap with the words Top Gun written yeah. on it in big gold letters. And I thought there aren't many films in which the title of the film <laughs> is emblazoned on someone's clothing or hat. No, just 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 on there during the whole film, and he's sitting there saying, "I don't like Maverick. I don't trust him." Mm. And he's got a hat with Top Gun written on it. <laughs> Well, it does say there's a little bit of text at the beginning, basically saying that there's this elite crew of flight uh, aviators, mm. and the, the the flyers call it Top Gun, mm. which doesn't you know it doesn't make sense if you're in a plane. No, no, it's called Top Plane, I suppose. But there are guns on the planes, don't I forget. I suppose, and those guns are higher than anyone else's guns. That's so true. <laughs> they are the Top Guns. They are the Top until Space Force comes in. Yes, they are the Top Gun. Um, but we're in the Indian Ocean, present day. Mm. Not, not anymore. It's not, not anymore. And uh, we meet Maverick and Goose, who are doing an exercise where they meet uh, two bogies that are inbound, and they're mm. Migs. Yeah. And in, in this film, Migs are treated like some sort of mythical creature. Yeah. Because everyone talks about, wow, Goose fought a Mig. Yeah. Surely that happens a lot, doesn't it? They, they also manage to dehumanize the MiG pilots by yeah. giving them kind of uh, opaque visors yeah. that you can't see through. So even when Cruz takes the Polaroid of the MiG pilot, we don't humanize that. He's a Russian fighter pilot who's just doing his job, but we don't care about him. He's a he's a Rusky. He's a, he's a Soviet. He doesn't deserve a face. He doesn't. He <clears> might <throat> be more handsome than Cruz. He might be. Can't have that. No. But have you noticed the one theme running throughout this film is that everyone is sweating profusely? That's right, constantly. It made me start to feel sick. Yeah, yeah. Every scene, there's sweat pouring down their faces. And when they're getting a bollocking, and they get a lot of bollockings, they do. They stand around in offices, staring into the middle distance, picking a point on the window to stare at. Hmm. And boy, they are swear they are sweating. Yeah. 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 Makeup ladies would have constantly be thinking, "Can I come in and sort out that shine?" And they'd be going, "No, we like it. Leave mm. it. If anything, we need more. Need more. I think yeah. they are getting sprayed <clears throat> between every shot. Yeah, they probably are actually. Um, but they they engage these bogies, and they're told not to shoot unless they're shot at. Mm -hmm. But they decide to wind them up, as you say, and they mm. do an upside down flying above them, taking a Polaroid of them. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Maverick is constantly bending rules, isn't it? That's why it's called yeah. Maverick. Interestingly, I wondered where they got their call sign names from. Mm. Because when you're at school, having a cool nickname is kind of it's pretty cool. But you have to kind of, you can't make it up for yourself. That's one of the rules about nicknames. You can't yeah. sit there and cool and say Unless you're Dave Lee Travis. Oh yeah, yeah. So he called himself the Hairy Cornflake. That was his idea, wasn't it? Yeah. But getting a really cool nickname. So my my thing is I reckon they've thought they've kind of thought their own nicknames up. And then just kind of mentioned it in conversation as if someone else has said it. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, we're going to call this guy Maverick. And he's like, hi, he's... God, I suppose I'm a bit of a maverick. But then also, they've all got their helmets with their names written on them. Now, who's done those helmets for them? They have, haven't they? They have, yeah. They've got, they've got some letra set and some masking tape, and they've sat there for a long time with a kind of craft kit, little scalpel and stuff, and they've written Maverick. On, he's written that and Goose mm -hmm. on his own helmet, Iceman. They've all done it and they've done, oh, what have you done? Oh, you've got like blue and yellow. <laughs> you've got stars. That's cool. Where'd you get the stars from? Oh, just a hobbycraft, <laughs> really? I Google, I might do googly eyes. No, don't do that. Man. Don't do googly eyes. You know. Maverick's a really shit name, though, isn't it? it? Well, <laughs> it's good enough to call the sequel Top Gun Maverick. Oh, God, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But Maverick is almost like self you know, it's, it's a self-perpetuating thing. Mm. That he is a maverick, so he is called Maverick. Yeah, yeah. And what if he, you know, I just think it's a terrible name. Like Iceman's cool. Goose is, Goose is the worst. Bruce name, is the it? worst. I yeah. think that's why he has to die, because he's yeah. got a terrible call sign. Yeah. Goose. Viper's a good one, though. Viper's cool. Jester's not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah. Wizard. No, the Merlin. That's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wizard. I was going to say Wizard. <laughs> 
I say chaps. <laughs> the whiz. The whiz, yeah. yeah. I, I should say, actually, Whizbit. when there's Whizbit, he'd, he'd go this way and that way. Um, but when they're doing this um, MIG thing, uh, Cougar mm. has a meltdown. He has a freakout. Yes. And he has to leave the Top Gun. I think this is quite sensitively handled. Mm. I think this is one of the very few things in Top Gun, because this is PTSD. Yeah. And years before anyone was properly diagnosed with PTSD, or that that was even a thing that people talked about, this is a guy who has got full-on PTSD, and he yeah. freaks out. And the, the actor's very good, very convincing. He says, I'm holding on too tight, sir. And he doesn't play it. He doesn't overplay it. He doesn't underplay it. He just says, I, I can't do I can't do this. There's pressure. But he was and, the best, um, wasn't he? He was. Because he was due top. to be going to Top Gun. That's right. There, there isn't much in Top Gun. There aren't many takeaways that are kind of truthful and go and teach you anything. But... You watch that scene with him and you go, wow, these guys are they are really, really, really highly trained and they are on a knife edge, much like combat soldiers and, and, and pilots today. They are on the very, very edge of their experience, human experience. You One know. might say they're living in the danger zone. <laughs> you might. They're, well, in a way, they're on the highway to the danger in zone. In a way, they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he drops out. And also, um, Maverick saves him because he's basically... In a spin, kind of, isn't he? Yeah, he does. He escorts him back to the aircraft carrier. He's told not to. So that's, yeah, that's why he gets right. in trouble. Yeah, but he holds his hand all the way back. Because if anything, <clears throat> he's a maverick. Mm. <laughs> uh, which also makes me think of the chocolate bars that don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, maverick bars. Yeah. I remember them. Some boys came to the booth. One of them asked for a Snapple. <laughs> and I had to turn my back to open the chiller. And when I turned around again, they'd taken all the Maverick bars. They were good. Interesting. And uh, they were a Maverick as well. He could have saved some money and just sellotaped some of those wrappers to his helmet. Could he have wouldn't done. have had to bother with all the Letra set. <sighs> He'd look great as well. <laughs> Cougar quits and Maverick gets into the Top Gun. Strickland gives him the, the, the warning that everyone remembers, saying mm. that your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. That's right. Again, the check, check. coming up. Maverick, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done was land your plane. You don't own that plane, the taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted. You lost your qualifications as section leader three times. Put in hack twice by me. With a history of high-speed passes over five air-controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. Penny Benjamin. And you, asshole. You're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. Yeah. But it and it is it's an absolutely great line, you know. It is. I mean, it's corny as hell, but it's um, it's delivered, you know. You, you can't go wrong with Strickland. No. And Michael Ironside, they've done well there. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Skerritt. I mean, yeah. he just oozes uh, trustworthiness, you know. And um, he's brilliant. The supporting cast in this is so good. Yes. Anthony Edwards had just come off of Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, really? Yeah, he grew a moustache. Well, his moustache is one of the things about Top Gun that I like the least, I think. Yeah. It's... Remember when Peter Mandelson grew a moustache? Yes. In the early 90s? Yeah. It's that. It's like when Alan Partridge grew that moustache in an episode. <laughs> it, it really just looks like his finger with kind of... On, on his upper, balanced on his upper lip with some hair on it. It looks dreadful. It does it's look a dreadful. bad, bad choice. But it was, you know, kind of a choice at the time. Mm. Freddie Mercury had one. <clears throat> he did, but he rocked his, you he know. He did. Freddie Mercury's one disguised the teeth, though, didn't it? It did a bit, yeah. It when he took well. it off, he went, the teeth got even, whoa. Yeah. yeah. But then he grew a beard. Who, Mercury? Yeah. 
Oh, I'd forgotten he had a beard. He, he died of AIDS as well. He That's did. A bit sad. He did. He's still missed. Yeah. R.I.P. Fred. <laughs> um, so they they because because the, Cougar's gone, they are now in the Top Gun program. Strickland's put him in. Mm -hmm. So they're going to Miramar. That's right. Uh, of course, that scene ends with the uh, classic Top Gun line. Uh, most um, most lines in Top Gun start with the word gentleman. Yeah. It's worth pointing that That's out. That's a good point. Gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, just walk into a room. If you want everyone's attention, just say gentlemen. And you're going to say some of you won't make it. You're going to say... Uh, your, your your body's writing checks. Your your thing. What is it? Your ego's writing checks, etc. Yeah. But he Strickland finishes this line, with, this scene with the line, "Gentlemen, good luck, gentlemen." <laughs> that's that's belt and braces, isn't that's it? A gentleman's gentleman. Sandwich. It is sticking gentleman at the beginning and end of the line, just to ram that point home. Do you think it's that he says the word gentleman so much he doesn't notice? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's like when people say also as well, you know. Yeah. It's like you don't need to say both. If you've got gentleman at the top of the scene, save it. You don't need another one at the end of the line. No, 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 you don't. But one or the other. We meet Michael Ironside, who is the eponymous, who was a jester that we were talking about earlier, and Tom Skerritt, who is Viper. Yes. And uh, he says that they're pilots, so they'll be trained to be better. Mm. They'll be the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. He basically says to Maverick, do you think you're deserving of a place in this? And mm. he says, yes, sir. And he says, that's pretty arrogant, considering the people in this room, but I like it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of that. Yeah. That's how, you, that's how you get ahead. You get ahead by being by pushing the rules book a little bit, bending the rules, breaking them. At one point, I think Skerritt says to Einstein, ask, you know, answer me this, would you want him in combat with you? And Einstein says, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the thing. With Maverick soldiers, you know, Maverick, being a Maverick is not a character that you seek no. in a high in a high performing fast jet, and yet at the end of the day, that's what you you know you just need that edge, don't you? You do. And that's what Mavericks because they might <clears throat> they might give that extra ten percent, yeah, because they just don't care about the rules. That's right. That's right. Um, but Iceman doesn't like him immediately. No, because he takes risks and he gets he could get people killed. Yeah. Also, Iceman was a friend of Cougars. That's right. So he knows that he's there. Because Cougar couldn't make it. Yeah. So he doesn't like him right off the bat. That's right. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. I heard that about you. You like to work alone. But they go to a disco. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, there's a lot of, um, well, there's a lot of sweating still yeah. in the disco. Yeah. So there's obviously no air conditioning anywhere in this, That's in right. this world. That's right. And um, there's a lot of dick swinging going on. Yeah. I think they laugh. The, 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 someone behaves. There are some jocks. Uh, and, and Cruz says to, uh, to Anthony Edwards, <laughs> they were abused as children. And they yeah. both laugh like, yeah, losers. Yeah. I thought, wow. Because, I mean, there's a lot of dated dialogue in this script. But the idea of saying that as a kind of gag mm. <laughs> is so off. Such a weird, horrible it a thought, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but then they get the horrible, horrible scene of 300 horny men yeah. singing into the face of one woman. That's right. Which is horrible. It's so, it's incredibly embarrassing mm. to watch now. And so desperately implausible. Yeah. Excuse me, miss. Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry, I'll take care of this. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. There's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby. But
and McGillis behaves with real dignity because how how do you get sung at by 300 horny men in crisp white uniforms and not just either laugh at them or or punch them or Stop kind of crying or just exactly yeah. but she kind of looks at them with kind of curiosity um, and again, this is one of these things that when we watch it now, it just it's toe-curlingly embarrassing. Mm. I left my wife watching it when I had to go out earlier on, and she texted me saying, I had to turn it off within a few minutes. It was too much. <laughs> um, but when I was 14, it was the coolest thing. Yeah. The idea of a, a bar full of men turning to an attractive woman and singing, you've lost that loving feeling badly, was like the coolest thing in the whole world. And he's so disgusting in this scene. He's, he keeps opening his mouth and smiling every second. And, and yeah, having got the brush off, so he's chatting her up. Yeah. Boyfriend turns up. She gives him the brush off. What, what does he do? Follows her into the toilets. He follows her into the toilets, John. And then says they should have sex on a table. Yeah. If you're listening, if, if there are single listeners out there and you're thinking, how do I get a girl? Yeah. Don't. Don't gang up with your friends and sing you've lost that loving feeling to a girl. And if she gives you the brush off because her boyfriend's turned up, by the way, don't yeah. follow her into the loo and offer to have sex with her. No. Don't do that. No. Really don't do that. No. But he tells her that his name is Maverick. Mm. And uh, she says, are you a good pilot? And he says, I can hold my own. That's right. Yeah. It's just... As double entendres go, it's not... Yeah, it's nothing. No. Uh, but it turns out next morning... That they, they've got a new instructor who's come in from Washington. Yeah. And it's Kelly McGillis. Oh, yeah. Do you Adam and Eve it? Yeah, I know. But Maverick, he uh, decides to just up the ante and be a complete dick to her again. That's right. Yeah. Kind of he tries to humiliate her with yeah. his superior knowledge of MIG altitude. Because he's seen one. That's right. The elusive MIG. Yeah. In the briefing, of course, they are wearing varieties of aviators. Yeah. Uh, and they're wearing cool hats. Mm. That's again, it's the 80s when you could wear your uniform, but that guy's wearing a Stetson. I think you all, that was the law of films in those days that there had to be at least one man wearing a Stetson yeah. to just indicate that he's from the south. From the south, that's right. But I kind of wanted someone in a trilby, someone in a fedora, maybe someone in a bowler hat. Bowler hat would be good. Fez. Yeah. You know, a wizard's hat. <laughs> Sombrero. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All the kind of Welsh national dress or something. Just, you know, one of those big stove type. Wizard's hat would be good for wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been, actually. Merlin, his name's Merlin's not wizard. I know, I know. I like to think of him as wizard. <laughs> Wizbit. Wizbit with a little pink hat, like Wizbit hat. But again, Iceman is unimpressed by his behaviour. Yeah. When they then go up for their manoeuvre. Yeah. This is like their first test. First exercise versus jester. Mm. And this is where you get the line. He's on our tail, coming hard. <laughs> this is not a gay film. <laughs> but it says in the script that we play volleyball in jean shorts. <laughs> I say, Iceman's on my tail, he's coming hard. I literally said that to a bathroom attendant last night. It sounds like you're looking for it now, but yeah. it's all there for us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's a lovely present waiting to be unwrapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but they win. By, do, by essentially breaking the rules. Yeah. They go under the table, I think it's called. The deck. The deck. I think. Not under the yeah. table. That would yeah. be... That's just too obvious. <laughs> they go under the deck, which is an agreed um, altitude they're mm. not allowed to go under. Yeah. They go under it to break the rules and beat Jester. Yeah. Which they're happy about, but they get in trouble for. Yeah. And they also... Sorry, I got it wrong earlier. This is when they do the buzz... They buzz the tower. That's right. They do it here, yeah. I'll yeah. it out. Uh, they make the man spill his coffee. Yeah, that's right, which infuriates him. Oh, and then it happens again when he's walking out of the office, do you remember? Yeah. Walks into some poor extra who's been told to walk past carrying a... a tray of coffee. Exactly. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But then they get in trouble. 
And uh, but Iceman tells Maverick he's he's dangerous. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bits of really bad dialogue in the film. Iceman says, "I don't like you because you're dangerous." And Maverick says, "That's right, Ice." Brushes something imaginary off his shoulder and then says, "Man, yeah. I am dangerous." Iceman then does a kind of bite. Do you remember? He kind of goes, "Yeah." And Maverick just smiles. Nailed that son of a bitch. Ah, you guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazanski? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Ice, man. I am dangerous. Maverick, you and Goose get your butts out of that flight gear and up to Viper's office now. I mean, the, the electricity is, is palpable. Val um, Kilmer's good, though, isn't he? Or he was good. He is good. He's got great hair. I wanted hair like Val Kilmer. Very spiky. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in how he's, what he's going to do in the sequel, because apparently he's in it. He is, yeah. But he's had an unfortunate... It's a throat cancer. Throat cancer, so yeah. he can't talk properly now. Oh, so okay. I don't understand what he'll do in it. And lots more looks, I'd imagine, probably. Yeah. Lots more. Less dialogue and more looks. Maybe he'll sing that loving feeling. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about the sequel, then? Um, so I don't know anything about no, it. No, I've watched a trailer and read a bit, and uh, it says, I think it's kind of about the end of dogfights and the birth of drone warfare and so on. Um, it's 33 years since, or 34 years it'll be when it comes out next year. It's been postponed by a year. Um, yeah, Tony Scott was due to direct it, but the day before his meeting with Tom Cruise, he committed suicide. <laughs> that doesn't say much about the script, does it? It doesn't, does it? Um, I've worked with Tony Scott as well. Actually. Have you? Yeah. Tell me about that. What was that on? Did a film called Spy Game. I remember that film. Do you? Yeah, Robert Redford. Really? That's right. Yeah. My first ever uh, scene on film was with Robert Redford. Wow. I played um, a secretary to a guy called Larry Brigman, who was in one of the Die Hard movies. Um, and it was directed by Tony Scott. It's a Brad Pitt, Robert Redford spy thriller. And it's brilliant. Catherine yes. McCormack's the love interest. Yeah, it's it? very good. It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, and Tony Scott was uh, a, a, a nice guy. I mean, he was a bit, he liked humiliating. It was my first, I was like 22 or something. He did humiliate me a bit on set in front of everybody. Did he? Did a he bit. shout at you? No, he just kind of like, I was like, uh, Tony, do I, when I stand on the mark here, do I then go to my second mark? He was like, can someone get me an actor who knows what he's doing, please? Oh, <laughs> I'm joking, Rufus. Yeah, you start on the first mark and then you see here action and then move to the second. You know, you were good in rehearsal. What's going on? You know, it's like, ah, mm. and I, I want to laugh along. And he knows he's taking the mickey and everyone else is thinking, don't worry, it's only taking the mickey. But it was like, yeah, mm. I'm only 22. Robert Redford's over there. Brad Pitt's over there. Bit nervous. Can you not? How was Redford? Charming. Yeah. Call me Bob. Call me Bob. Okay. Okay. He was charming. Oh, so, I love Redford. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, really nice. What about P Pitt? Pitt, I didn't really meet Pitt until I worked with him in a film called War Machine a few years later. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, we didn't get much time to talk, hmm. but I said to him, um, oh, <laughs> actually in a film, it's been Spy Game 2001. And he went, uh, yeah, so I'm told, which confused me. Because I thought, are people briefing you on, on me? Probably. Probably. Maybe someone's saying, so you're doing a scene with Rufus right today. He was... You won't remember this, but he was in Spy Game, you know. And then when he sees me later, he goes, yeah, so I'm told. He's probably looked at you and thought there's another rooster in the hen house. <laughs> I have to find out about him. I slightly embarrassed myself because a few of his scenes in Spy Game are with Benedict Wong, who's now quite well known for the Huge. Marvel movies. Yeah. And I know Ben a bit, and he's done a lot of theatre. He's a lovely, lovely man. Um, so I thought, well, that's something I've got in common with Brad. I'll talk about Ben Wong. So I said, oh, I saw Ben Wong recently, you know. 
I had no clue at all. I was like, spy game? He was the sniper in the <laughs> Vietnam scenes? He was like, oh, yeah. Still no clue, obviously. Yeah. I was like, anyway, he's in the Marvel films now. He's uh, he's doing very well, but he's he says hi, or he would have done if you'd... Anyway, um, <laughs> that was kind of that. Oh. But anyway. At least he tried. Yeah. 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 Points for, point for trying, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> What would happen if you got a comedian in a room, you open their Amazon account, and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website? Well, this. Because I was consuming so much peanut butter, I decided to try and get a powdered oh, version that wow. wasn't as fattening. Uh, your handwriting can change your life. I regret this book. <laughs> I regret this book. Keep Calm and Love Dom Jolly Novelty Keyring yeah, and Fridge that. Magnets. Yeah, I love yes. that. I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster, available now from Great Big Al. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, yeah, I was going to talk about you know the you know the boss who spills the coffee. Oh yeah, and then when he comes out, he gets coffee spilled to him. Yeah, I swear he shouts, "I want some butts." Hey, but I want it now. I've had it. Oh, oh. God damn it! Hex twice. I want some butts. He does. Yeah, because he's just uh, shouted something like, uh, "I I want some I want some butts on the line," or "I want I want some." I don't know, he says something about butts. Something's yeah. going to happen to some butts <laughs> on his account. Yeah. And then as he walks out, he smashes into this poor guy who gets coffee. And th to be fair, the guy gets coffee over himself rather than yeah. coffee spilling on your, on the big boss. Yeah. But he does. He screams, I want some butts. It's almost like he said, Tony, I feel like I could say one more line. Like, mm. 
because I just said all this stuff and maybe I'll just go, ah. and Tony's like, yeah, just say whatever, just whatever comes in your head, just say it as we're filming. And he probably just ended up going, I want some butts, and then instantly regretting it. Instantly. Thinking, that doesn't really, doesn't really make any sense. But it doesn't it's too sound late. good either. <laughs> it doesn't, no. no. Um, but we, we, we find out that um, Tom Cruise, Maverick, mm. had a famous pilot dad. Mm. So he's living in his shadow. Yeah, yeah. And Viper flew with him. Yeah. He was a hell of a pilot. That's right. That's right. <sighs> but Sweaty Goose comes to see Maverick. Yeah. Still sweating. Mm. And essentially says to him, look, I've got a family. I really want this. Mm. Could you stop being such a dick? Yes. And just toe the line. Yeah, yeah. And Maverick says, you know, you're the only family I've got. Mm. So don't worry, I won't let you down. Yeah. Look, man, I know it's tough for you. I wouldn't let you in the academy because you're Duke Mitchell's kid. You have to live with that reputation. But it's like every time we go up there, it's like you're flying against a ghost. Makes me nervous. You're the only family I've got. I'm not going to let you down. So then we get the volleyball match. Yes. Now this is the scene everybody always talks about from yeah. this film. Quite rightly. Yeah. Because it serves no purpose narratively. No. It's just some sweaty, muscly men yeah. hitting a ball in tiny shorts. That's right. And it's confusing to me. Yeah. Goose keeps his top on, I noticed. Yeah. I wondered if that was contractual. I, I mean, think he's probably not as buff as the He rest hasn't of got the muscles that the rest have got. I mean, he, he you know. Well, yeah. not Tom at this point. No. No, the real muscles are on um, uh, Kilmer and uh, the other guy, I think. His, his <clears throat> backseat driver, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they're called, backseat drivers. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of whooping and a lot of high fives. Yeah. I think there's even some chest bumps. Yeah. And I can't remember the music. It's probably Highway to the Danger Zone again. But, but it's a bit of a strange thing because this scene would suggest that they all get on really well. Mm. But they don't. No. So I don't know why it's in the film. Yeah, it's just kind of eye candy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not. It's, it's not. It's, are they, is it a new song playing? I can't remember. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah, maybe it was just to get the song in. Yeah, um, because they were. I think Don Simpson and Brockhammer at this point were quite keen on getting as many musics in, getting as many songs in films yeah. as possible. Yeah, because um, I read an interesting story about John Peters, the man who was married to Barbara Streisand. Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of invented the idea of releasing a song to go with the film mm -hmm. and then you'd, you're able to sell the soundtrack as well as the film yes yeah um, so in the 80s a lot of films did that yeah and this yeah. was one of the huge ones that did it right 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 yeah anyway so after the volleyball scene he goes straight from volleyball to Kelly McGillis's house that's right and then as soon as he gets there asks to have a shower mm. which is just weird I know but he is he's really sweaty she says no doesn't she she turns him down she does <clears> she <throat> says I'm, I'm cooking dinner now yeah yeah, that's right. And they serve dinner, and um, she's fascinated about his MIG story. Mm -hmm. That's why she wants to talk to him. She wants right. to find out about these MIGs. Yeah, yeah. Again, like the Loch Ness Monster or something. <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah. You'd think she'd know about MIGs. Yeah. I mean, she's come from Washington. Surely they've got some sort of intelligence about the MIGs. That's right. I, I can never tell when McGillis is talking her high-tech high, high tech, um, chat about uh, altitudes and uh, engagement rules and stuff like that, whether or not she knows what she's talking about. Because I have been in a lot of uh, things on the telly in which I'm giving across highly technical information. And no one's really got the time to explain what I'm saying. Yeah. And no one really cares whether or not I understand what I'm saying. So I'm just talking with confidence, acronyms, numbers. I just know what I'm talking about. You mean like in Quantum of Solace? <laughs> How kind of you to bring that up, John. Impress me. We have Mr. Edmund Slate returning to Port-au-Prince from Heathrow this morning. 
His entry documents have him staying at the Hotel Des Salines. He's in room 325. You are the best uh, thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I say I agreed with you rather too quickly then. Um, <laughs> we both know it's not the strongest uh, in the canon. No. Um, but that me operating the smart uh, table. You have um, a lot to work, a lot, a lot of work to do there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that was just a blank table. Yeah, it was just like a, it was like a light box. Yeah, with a, a couple of those um, bits of uh, the things you used to use on overhead projectors. You know, the kind of see-through film. acetate. Acetate. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Lots of those with with little things on them. So, yeah, that's what it was. But you had to deliver a lot of techno babble yeah. and move your hands around a lot. I did. That must have been like patting your head and rubbing your stomach. Yeah, I got a day to practice it. They got me in early to show me what they'd have to do, what I'd have to do. Yeah, but, um, yeah it was fairly technical. Um, and I didn't really know. Well, I knew vaguely what I was talking about. Hmm. They did change the dialogue a couple of times in the day, which led to uh, confusion. Yeah. Um, but this is the first <clears> time <throat> I've had a Bond actor on the podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite a tremendous experience. Yeah. Have you got a, can you put something in like a fanfare or some bugles or something? I will. Or, yeah. Okay. I will. That's an edit point. Yeah. Because I edit this. So yeah. that's for me. Okay. I'll <laughs> put in some trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Kelly McGillis, though, mm. she's very good. She's great. And she disappeared. Yeah, she really did. She did this and Witness, which were massive. Yeah. And then, oh, and The Accused. Yeah. And then yeah. that seemed to be it for her. I know. And I she's don't know what so happened. beautiful. Mm. And you see her interviewed now, and she's kind of... I've seen a few interviews where she talks about Top Gun, and she just kind of laughs about... Gosh, yeah, me and Tom Cruise were the biggest movie stars in the mid-'80s. And, you yeah. know, she doesn't say, now look at me, because that would be, you know, a bit Horrible. much. Yeah. But now look at her. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if she's still working. I no. have no idea. No, I don't know. <sighs> but then they bump into each other again in the lift. Yeah. By the way, you get to see tongues when they kiss. Oh, you do. It's that horrible. That was a big thing in the 80s for me. I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, that was a, the rudest sex scene I think I'd ever seen, simply because in pure silhouette, you get to see tongues. And for a 14-year-old boy, that was like, oh, my God. Yes, that's a true. That's true, actually. Um there's a lot of tongues, mm. and it's—I mean—it's it's about Eddie Izzard. We will kiss with tongues. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very much that. And the, when he leaves in the morning, he leaves a eight paper airplane in two parts on the pillow. Yeah, I think it's a penis and a vagina because it's a kind of the body of the plane and the wings of the plane. Yeah, dovetailing. Yeah, yeah. So he leaves it as a kind of look at this. Remember, bit last, rude last night. <laughs> but when they have sex, it's very much a make love. Yeah, yeah. Thing because you've got moody lighting. And you've got the instrumental of... Uh, it might actually be the actual song of Take My Breath Away. I think away. you've got Berlin's Take My Breath Away playing at that point. Yeah. yeah for about the fifth or sixth time during the film. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I am... That song's ruined for me now because of that Phoenix Nights episode where they do karaoke and everybody gets the answer wrong and thinks it's Walking on the Moon. <laughs> so when the music stops, everyone goes, Walking on the Moon. So that's all I hear now. So right, thanks, right. Peter Kay, for ruining something else for me. you turn to me and say, My love. Walking on the moon. Walking on the moon. Yeah. Uh, Goose's family have arrived. Yes. Meg Ryan. Yes. Who is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dennis Quaid's wife at the time. Right. Left him for Russell Crowe. Okay. Didn't go well. Right. Um, but yeah, she arrives and, and Goose has got a child, which is yeah. makes it all the more tragic as yeah. to what's going to happen to him. Spoiler alert. Mm. We get another exercise with Viper this time. Yes. Which makes everyone excited because he's a legendary pilot. Mm -hmm. And Iceman is in the lead. So Goose and Maverick need to win this one. Mm. And um, 
basically, is this the bit where Maverick's supposed to be uh, a wingman and goes off and does it on his own? Um, I think so. I'm afraid the air combat yes. scene slightly. Um, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, they yeah. blend it to one. You side, can't see they? what's going on for no, a start. No, you really can't. No. Yes. Yeah, so what happens is Hollywood. Oh, yeah. The man, not the concept. Yeah. And, and Maverick, a tailing Viper. And, um, or was it Jester? And then Maverick sees Viper mm. and leaves his, his wingman mm. to go and get Viper because okay. maybe you get more points. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they spring a trap on him. Yeah. Jester and, and Viper get him. Yeah. And he's failed. Yeah. So when he gets back, the blocking in this scene really makes me laugh. They get mm. back to the locker room. Iceman again tells Maverick he's got a bad attitude. Yeah. And that's why he failed. Yeah. But Maverick has been directed to walk over to... Because they're in the locker room at this point. They're in mm. towels. Yeah, yeah. He's been directed to go over to a bench and put one foot up and a, f a hand on his chin oh, like he's Bruce right. Forsyth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks so weird and yeah. unnatural. And he's yeah. literally staring at the wall. Yeah. With Goose sat next to him, That's staring right. the other way. Yeah. It's really and weird. And those towels are only just holding on, aren't they? Just. Yeah. yeah. So he's really upset with himself at this yeah. point. And uh, Goose's wife tells Charlie that Maverick is in love with her. She's seen it. She yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. She knows Maverick. That's right. And he's in love with her. There's a bit when the, when the two women speak for the first time. Kelly McGillis talks to Meg Ryan. Yeah. There are only two women in the film, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously. obviously. Yeah. And they speak to each other. And just for a, for a second, you think, well, maybe they'll pass the, the Bechdel test. Maybe they'll talk about something other than a man. Will there be one, <laughs> one word or breath of dialogue they have between each other which won't be about a man? And listen in vain, friends, because that's all they talk about. That is all they talk about. Yeah, the men. Uh, They're very interesting men, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. You would talk about them. I mean, you, you sort of say, what's, what's going on with those two? Yeah. <laughs> They're very close. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, so they do another exercise at this point, and again, you can't really see what's going on. But yeah. the um, TLDR of it is that the plane malfunctions, mm. yes, and they have to bail out. But unfortunately, the uh, cockpit lid malfunctions, yeah. and as they bail out, Goose goes bang straight into it, yeah, and is killed. That's right. The storytelling of that is quite good. I mean, that's good Tony Scott action yeah. movie. Because the dogfights really become very boring. The I ending think. in particular is just so oh, dull. God. Yeah. But the bit where he bangs his head on the on mm. the ejector, you know, the glass is very good. And, you know, and you think, oh, God, that's, he's, he's dead. Also, yeah. I'm no first aid expert. I've not done a course. Mm. But if you have someone with a head injury, mm. probably a neck injury as well. Yeah. Do you lift them out of the water by a winch and have them wob wobbling around no, as they go up to the helicopter? Probably not. It's not the best way, to, unless no. they already think he's dead, but even so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should say, so the scene before this, when the women meet, mm. is the scene where Goose sings Great Balls of Fire for about 45, 45 minutes. Felt like 45 yeah. minutes. I mean, it's probably the most annoying song in the world anyway. Yeah. And if you didn't already hate Great Balls of Fire, then hearing a man play it badly, showing off to his friends for, I mean, it's probably not 45 minutes, probably about if, four. Uh, well, you get that, but then they all sing it, yeah. then the real song plays. Yeah. You take my nerves and you rattle my brain. Think about your love drives a man insane. You break my will, oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. So you get it three times. Oh, God, it's interminable. Yes. I can't bear that song. And, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> hard to take. Also, any fans of the film Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise? Oh, yeah. This is the reason why Anthony Edwards is only in it for about three minutes. Right. Because he was making Top Gun. Oh, really? And too big too big to come back for a yeah, Nerds yeah, exactly. adventure. <clears throat> 
We'll talk about Revenge of the Nerds 2 next time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Goose is cooked. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Maverick has the unfortunate um, pleasure of telling Goose's wife. Yes. Or going to see her immediately after. Yeah, yeah. And she again just tells him about how great he is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know he's dead, but you're great. You're great. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. He thought you were great. Yeah. And the inquiry finds that Maverick is not responsible. It was a malfunction. Yeah. So don't feel bad. Yeah. It's not your fault. That's right. And this is like the Truman Show, this film. It's all built around Maverick. It is, isn't it? And Very solipsistic, isn't it? Everyone's telling him he's great <clears throat> all the time. Yeah. Or dangerous. Yeah. Um, and Iceman says to him, and I wrote some of this dialogue down because it's an example of... I mean, if you were an actor and you got this in a script, you'd think this is the worst dialogue I've ever seen. Um, and I'm going to, I'll do what I can with it. And they yeah. just do what they can with it. I mean, well, the line is, he calls him Mitchell rather than Maverick. I think Mitchell's his real name. Yes. He says, Mitchell, I'm sorry about Goose. Everybody liked him. I'm sorry. Which is not a great line. No. But A, Kilmer does it really well. Yeah. And B, it's plausible that that's how not particularly articulate fighter pilots would talk to each other when they have lost a colleague. You know, mm. they're not going to they're not going to go into huge verbose flights of fancy about uh, pain and grief. They're going to go, I'm sorry. Everyone liked him. I'm sorry. So, you know, credit to him, really. At least he didn't say gentleman again. No, he probably yeah. fought the urge. <laughs> if there were more than one person he was emoting with, he would have said gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah. yeah it sorry. doesn't work in the singular, does it? <laughs> gentleman. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Viper says, you know, the best, the best thing to do is get back on the horse. Mm. So he says to Jester, get him up flying again. Yeah. And he goes on a mission uh, and he fails on purpose. Yeah. And then quits. Yes. He goes up with someone called Sundown. That's the black guy, isn't it? The one black guy. Yeah, yeah. the one black guy in the film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he fails on purpose. And then, ninety. I was just written here, 95% of the film is uh, shots of people uh, removing sunglasses. Yeah, there's a lot of that. They just take them off. Yeah. Immediately after putting them on. Yeah. Um, so, Charlie tells him he needs to go on because he's the best pilot. Yeah. This is Kelly McGillis. Yeah. But he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear it. No. He's, 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 he's seen enough. He's racked with grief. He is. And he keeps having, when he goes on that mission that he fails on purpose, mm. he has uh, a very much like uh, Cookie did at the beginning. He has a bit of PTSD. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Uh, but she says to him, I just wanted to help. Charlie does. Yeah. And then she says, you know, I hope you'll be okay. And he doesn't even say thank you. No. He just drives off. That's right. It's almost like he's a horrendously selfish human being. Yeah. You'd get that sense, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is it. She says to him, I just wanted to help. And he said, if I needed help, I'd have asked. Yeah. <sighs> what an awful cock. Are we supposed to, we're supposed to emphasize with, um, empathize with this man. Yeah. And he's just horrible. I know. He's I know. a sex offender. <laughs> he's like the sort of fly, he's like from the flying circus of Ted Bundy. <laughs> he's this horrible sex pervert man. Yeah. Who has no empathy. Yeah. And we're supposed to go, oh, he's sad. Yeah, I know. I Good, know. I'm glad he's sad. Yeah. He deserves to be sad. <laughs> uh, so he goes to see Viper and tell uh, his house. Mm-hmm. Visits him at his house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he tells him, and Viper tells him about his old man. And mm. it feels very much like George Zip in Airplane. Okay. You know, I never got over Macho Grande. That's right. Yeah. But we hear that his dad was a great pilot. And, mm. and this pep talk does the trick. Yeah. Because the next day, it's, um, he tells me he feels responsible for Goose and that he's got a confidence problem. Hmm. And the next day is the graduation. And he says, either show up or don't. 
So they all show up for the graduation. They're all saying, oh, where's Maverick? Mm. Why don't you worry about your own problems? Yeah, yeah. Where's you know, my mum? Did she make it? Did you get the tickets? Yeah. yeah. But no, we have to worry about Maverick. Yeah, yeah. But he does turn up. And just as they're enjoying it, Iceman wins. Mm-hmm. He wins the prize. Yeah. And just as they're enjoying it, they get a crisis. That's right. They have to go air support for a rescue. Yeah. So this is when we get the sequence where nothing makes sense. Yeah. They all fly off, all sweaty. Yeah. And there are five MiGs. Yeah, I think. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, it starts off as two, then it's three. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, there's five. Yeah. There's bogeys all over me, of course. When you're 14, again, there's yeah. bogeys all over me. There's nothing that's not funny about that. No. So they, they don't, doesn't mean that in America, does it? No. No, I don't no. think it does. So here it's quite funny. It's yeah. like one-eyed Willy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Maverick turns up and... Basically, the, there's something wrong with the um, aircraft carrier. They can't launch any more planes for, I think it's 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's just Maverick and Iceman up mm. there. And they, they, they work together. Yeah. They serve as wingmen. Yeah, yeah. And they take out all the MiGs. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah, fantastic. Um, <laughs> and they land back on the plane, and everybody greets them like at the end of Star Wars. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. You, you chased away five planes. Yeah. And these MiGs are very angry as well, because mm. we're told not to engage unless they're engaged. Yeah, and yeah. And the MiGs blow up one of their planes immediately. Yeah, that's right. And angry MiGs. Well, that's because they're Soviets, they're not playing by. They're not, it's not cricket, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, but, so Iceman approaches him and says, You! Yeah. You can be my wingman any time. Bullshit. Mm. You can be mine. <laughs> And yeah. they hug. Yeah, they They're do. Best friends. Oh now. God, they hug so tight, don't they? Lovely. Yeah. And they kiss. Yeah. And then they right. start having sex with each other. Love, exactly. <laughs> oh, just out yeah. of interest, in your opinion, if mm. they were to make love, who do you mm. think would be the batsman and who would be the wicketkeeper? Gosh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I think they they constantly. It'd be like Brokeback Mountain. It'd be kind of the, <laughs> the the tension about who would be passive and who active would would would. Just heighten the sexual kind of frenzy between the two of them. They probably have a constant cycle of trying yeah. to take on, take on one another. Yeah, yeah, I think they were horrible. <laughs> like one of those old cartoons, they turn into a cloud, and you have little willies poking out every now and then. Um, so, so Maverick, <laughs> Maverick throws his dog tags into the sea. Now, are these his oh, dad's yeah. dog tags? Are they gooses? I couldn't work I it out. I think they're gooses, aren't they? Right, that's a bit mean. Yeah, a little Looking bit. Into his wife. Either wife or eBay. I mean, before eBay, wasn't it? Before eBay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Exchange and mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loot. <laughs> uh, but he says to, he gets, you know, he's, he's given his top gun. Mm. I think it's by Strickland at this point. Okay. And he says, I want to be an instructor. Yeah, that's right. And he goes, you're a crazy son of a bitch. Something like that. So I wonder what, in Top Gun 2 Maverick, I wonder what he's been doing for 33 years. I bet he's an instructor in it. Has he been an instructor the whole time? I reckon, because it's Tom Cruise, mm. he's probably an instructor, and his whole like team are taken out, and he has to come out of retirement. Oh, that sounds like a Tom Cruise film. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because he's not going to be passive, is he? No. And he's still running around in the Mission Impossible films when he's nearly 60. Exactly. He's 57, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he looks great for it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's good. Well, Ghost hormones will do. Yeah. Um, but then he's in a cafe, restaurant, diner, whatever. Oh, yeah. And he, you hear a coin going in the jukebox. That's right. And we get that love and feeling. That love and feeling. It's, I thank God it's not Balls of Fire or <laughs> Take My Breath Away or Highway to the Danger Zone. I was hoping it would be Goose Ghost that turns up and, and not Kelly <laughs> Like McGillis. Banquo, yeah. Yeah. 
But no, it's Charlie. Yeah. And then we get a You Have Been Watching, Croft and Perry style. Yes, that's right. Enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. While we're on the credits, mm. um, I've got a fun game for you, John. Oh, right. Good. Because you'll remember, you might not, that the names of all the pilots who helped out on the film, and yeah. or maybe in the fil- some of the filming sequences, right. uh, are all listed with their call sign names. <gasps> oh, wow. So what I've done is I've written down nine of these uh, pilots with their call sign names, but I've inserted two of my teachers with their nicknames <laughs> into this list. Right. You've, so I'm going to read out these nine names now, and you've got to tell me, you've got to identify the two that are teachers from my school. Okay. 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 The first one, Lieutenant Commander Lloyd Bozo Abel. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm able to read them all out, and you can tell me the two that you think are teachers. Okay. Okay. Lieutenant Commander Lloyd Bozo Abel. Lieutenant Scott D. Bear Altman. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Ben Rabbi Schneider. Lieutenant Peter Bullethead Draper. Uh-huh. Lieutenant Tracy Too Cool Skeels. <laughs> Lieutenant Peter Horse Kolk. Uh-huh. Lieutenant Ricky Organ Hammonds. Lieutenant Robert Trotsky Turnbull. Yep. And Captain Dennis Sunshine De Lucente. Okay. Do you know which two are my teachers from school? Bullethead. Yes, correct. Because of Grange Hill. Very good. And I'm going to go with Organ. No. No. Ricky Organ Hammonds was a genuine fighter pilot. Okay. But Trotsky? Yes. Yeah. Robert Trotsky turned Trotsky seems too clever for a pilot. That's what I thought. I mean, I yeah. thought I'd, I didn't want to make it too hard. Also, it was the perfect name for him because he was a history teacher and he was incredibly strict. Hmm. Um, but uh, And we thought that Trotsky was a fascist, so we called him Trotsky. But of course, Trotsky was very far from a fascist. No. <laughs> he's yeah. a communist. So it was the perfect way to annoy a history teacher. Did you ice pick to him say. to death? <laughs> we should have done. I thought well, that's maybe why he got the name. Because you attacked him with an ice exactly <laughs> in Mexico, left him for dead somewhere in Mexico, and he shagged Frida Kahlo. Yeah, oh, did didn't he? Yeah, yes. I don't think uh, I don't think Artrosky did. Her eyebrows were joined up when he'd finished. Yeah. <laughs> right, we've reached. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. Thank mm. you for that, though. No one's asked me questions before. Oh, I like good. that. Well, you did very well. Thanks. I got one out of two. So <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Uh, Rufus, who was the best, Arnie or Sly? I think Arnie. Because I like a, a glimmer of a sense of humour in my action heroes, and quite apart from Kindergarten Cop and all that, which are great, uh, which is a great film, there's always a sense of a vague sense of humour, even in Terminator and so on. So yes. I'm an Arnie guy. Yep, me too. Yeah. Uh, what's the best action movie of all time? Well, I love Terminator, but I also like kind of slightly. I like Battle Royale, which I think counts as an action movie. Yeah, that's a good one. And I do like Jackie Chan movies as well. Mm. So I'm going to kind of say one of those, probably. Okay. Mm. Uh, terrorists are taking over a skyscraper. You can take three celebrities up with you to stop them. Who are you taking up the shard and why? Now, can I take dead people? Or do yeah. I have to? Okay, yeah. well, Nelson Mandela. Right. He's top of the shop. If I couldn't have him, I'd have had Barack Obama. Yeah. I might take them both, but I think I'm just going to take Nelson yeah. as a negotiator. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want some muscle, so I'm going to take the rock. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson's going to be up there. Yeah. And I thought a kind face might be nice. So, Sister Wendy Beckett. Perfect. That's, that's great. And again, if, if I'm on her, Mary Beard. Mm. But if I'm going to stick with Wendy Beckett, if I'm allowed dead people. I mean, not in her current... Yeah, you know, of, course, of course. When she was in her... Oh, yeah, she's only just died, hasn't she? Yeah. A yeah. couple of years ago. Sex appeal as well, if you take her. 
Uh, you can go back in time and stop someone being born. Who is it? And much like Desert Island Discs, I'm giving you Hitler. Okay, I'm going to take Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Rocky Balboa and John Matrix from Commando. Who wins? This is very difficult, obviously. Um, I'd say Rocky on points. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not that kind of fight. Maybe it's just a dirty old fight in a pub oh, car park yeah. behind a harvester. Might get a pipe through him. Yeah. Let off some steam. <laughs> in which case, I reckon Arnie for the knockout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you had to make uh, your own act- 80s action movie, hmm. what would it be about? Who would be the lead and what would it be called? Well, um, I think it might be... I might develop a, uh, an idea I came up with in the pub with some friends called Earth Stop. Ooh. And Earth Stop is about... The Earth just stopping moving because you know we're spinning at thousands of miles an hour. Yeah, not in Earth stop because no. the Earth comes to a halt. Everyone gets flung. Obviously, you know millions of people die because if, if the Earth stopped now, we just bang against the walls of the studio. But if you were on uh, Margate Beach, you'd get thrown into the channel. And you might survive. Mm. So that's what happens. Mm. And I think maybe Elizabeth Shue, oh, in her kind of early nineties pomp. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where she is, but she is in charge of getting everyone like back to where they came from. But everyone has to work together, Muslims and Jews, you know, mm. Americans and Mexicans, Catholics and Protestants, all mixed up everywhere. Um, but in this 80s action world... Maybe everyone has to hold hands yeah. and pull, and it'll make start the yeah, earth again. Yeah, or they can, if they rule run on the spot, that's yeah, it. Elizabeth yeah. said the lady, that's it, keep going, keep yeah. going. And the earth slowly, slowly starts spinning. But not backwards, because we'll go back in time. That's right. Yeah, you have to make sure it goes forwards. And I think the film ended, uh, in my imagination, with the Empire State Building on its side. I think a lot of buildings have fallen over. Mm. And um, uh, stop the world, I'm getting on. Playing, I think. That's beautiful. That's just just an idea. I'm just just knocking it about. I'm not saying it's going to get made. I'd go and see it. Okay. Good, good. Well, Rufus Wright, thank you so much for coming back. Pleasure, John. This time it will go out. Good. And thank you for being my wingman. <laughs> you can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. No, you can be mine. Oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. If you've got a comedian in a room, you open their Amazon account and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website. Well, this. Because I was consuming so much peanut butter, I decided to try and get a powdered version that wasn't as fattening. Uh, Your handwriting can change your life. I regret this book. (laughs) I regret this book. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love yes. that. But I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. That's my mate bought a toaster. Available now from Great Big Al. <laughs>